It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Whites. Big third down, more manageable. Yes! Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Yes! Against C.D. Lamb. This time, C.D. Lamb's in the... Uh, here we go. He's right. <laughs> There's always next year. <laughs> Got cut off just like the Cowboys did. <laughs> Cowboys oh. lose 48 to 32, and oh. let's be honest, it was not even that close. No. Reading the actual it was 48 scores, almost 16. unfair. Yeah. We, everybody knows that. It was embarrassing. Just a bad, bad loss for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Now, gets, I mean, oof. what's the direction this franchise takes? Uh, just well. throw in the towel give it up you're never going to the super bowl uh, the direction it's taken right now is downhill um, <laughs> but thankfully for the cowboys it doesn't have to be that bad i know we'll talk about this throughout the show but i think you got to take a long hard look at head coach and quarterback i think you have to and it's not all the quarterback's fault but Mm-hmm. Was a stinker for him yesterday. But we said that last year too. Right, right, right. No, that's, that's how many, the point. How many yeah, times can you de- say this every year? How many exactly. times can you yeah. defend Dak Prescott? I, no more. Running out yeah. of times. It's what two and five in the postseason. I mean, you just can't keep running this back and think this is our guy, especially with the roster around him, which is a Super Bowl caliber roster. Not obviously, there are four or five teams that have that in the NFL, and only two make the Super Bowl, but. You gotta take a long, hard look at the roster around him and think: Is this? Are we a hundred percent certain Dak is our guy to get us there? I just don't think he is. Mm-mm. He wasn't the only problem yesterday, but again, like 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 Stephanie said, we say this every year. Same well, old line. We were saying the same. We were saying this last year mm-hmm. and the year before, and then yesterday, even the defense. I was like, "Is did the defense Horrid. even oh, terrible? terrible? Didn't even show up." Well, just, and you look at. You look at Dak, and I get it. It's playoff time. But is it really just because of the playoffs? If you look at Dak against <laughs> – Thank you. That was enlightening. <laughs> yes. Right in time. <laughs> if you look at Dak against good the teams, teams yeah. it's kind of the same song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> – uh, this is just going off the top of my head. I mean, as good as he is against bad teams, he's as bad against good yeah. teams. I, I look at this, and pretty much every year, there's like one game you can name where he played a good team, had a real good game. Maybe two. I would say this year it was two, both against the Eagles. Um, anything else against teams over 500, he didn't. He didn't surprise me in a good way. Uh, but even in that loss, the Eagles, he played well. But how do you get to a Super Bowl with that? You don't. You, you, you need don't. two. You need two of those in a row to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, most teams, right? I, I just he is he, he's a bully. This team are is bullies. Uh, they are the first team 
in NFL history, by the way, to win 12 or more games in three straight seasons and not win a playoff game in that span. They're also Historic. the first team to ever lose to a seventh seed. Oh, oh. Embarrassing. Ever. Close, man. It was, ever. It was like from the jump, that first drive. By the end of the first quarter, this game was over. The first drive, I think they bailed them out twice the, with penalties. <laughs> One of them was a third down. I think the other was a third down as well. And the Packers scored. And I literally had this thought. I was like, man, there are some doomsday Cowboys fans out there that are thinking this is the end. But I'm still in my head thinking they're going to score. Tw- Dallas going to score 24 straight points. You would 28 think, straight points. You would think. And then the next drive or two drives later or whatever it was, he throws the pick that was almost a pick six, but Brandon Cooks incidentally touched him, and they go right down and score again. And at that point, it was like, holy crap, this is this is not ugly. going in a good direction. This is ugly. And then, you know, before I, you even get to their last touch of the first half, it's 27 nothing. I agree with Ward. I mean, it was over in the first quarter. Done. Even before oh, it, the first yeah. quarter was over. It, it, it just – they're – there was no, there was no for, oomph. for me, just looking at the sidelines, and we'll talk to Matt Mosley uh, and get a preview of his show because he was there. We'll talk to him in the next hour uh, for, for just a little bit because he was on site, and I'd like to know his feelings on it. But from afar, I watched it on TV like you guys did. There was no emotion. None. On the no. Dallas sidelines in, from what I could see. Now, maybe it was different if you're there. But it just looked like there was no emotion on that sideline. There wasn't. And you cannot play this game without emotion. No. It's impossible to do. Did we have, except for talking, except for the conversation about the quarterback, did we have the exact same conversation after Baylor's last football game this year? About mm. how bad it was. More how, or less. How bad. More or less, yeah. Of you can't bring back this coach. Right. This was embarrassing. Yep. They never made any I th- adjustments. I think there's more on the line money-wise, obviously, with the Cowboys sure. being the most valuable franchise in the world. And it happened, if, if you're going to implode like this, it happened in the perfect year because you've got three Hall of Fame coaches in, in uh, Bilicek, Pete Carroll, and Jim Harbaugh. And you've got a Mike Vrabel, who very well could be, who's proven he's an outstanding coach. So this is the best group of available head coaches I've probably ever seen in my lifetime. It's pretty good. Yeah. But <laughs> you get one of these good coaches, you still have to have a good quarterback that can get sure. the job done, period. And I'll tell you, I speaking agree. of the quarterback, the first time I did see emotion in this game from the Cowboys side was in the second quarter where the TV cameras caught it between Dak and CD. Yelling at each other. Yeah, and, and look, I know that happens during the game. I, I get that. There's intense, but but that was it's not, excusable that when was it not turns on CD. around. No, that was on no, Dak. it was on Dak. Exactly. Right. Dak was right. missing CD. Yes. Every he was single missing. time. Then, if Every not the next play, time. then the play after. He locks in on 88 the whole way, and it's a disaster play. I mean, mm-hmm. the all 11, I think all 11 guys on the field for Green Bay knew where he was going. And saw where he was well, going. There were three defenders play. right there. Yes, uh-huh. they almost knocked each. In from oh, they almost knocked yards. each other down trying to intercept the ball. <laughs> oh man! Should oh. let's we'll open up the phone lines today. We don't do this very often, but we'll open the phone lines up. And I want to hear from the listeners on MLK Day. Happy MLK Day to everybody Happy out there. Um, should Mike McCarthy be back? No. Should Dak be back? 
No. What direction do the Cowboys go? I'd like to hear from the listeners. Give us a call, 254-662-1660. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can just text us if you'd like, if that's easier for you. Same number, 254-662-1660. Is Mike McCarthy the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, say, by Friday? Should it happen sooner? Should it happen by 5 o'clock today? I mean, is, is he out? I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't. I think the sooner the better should be, if that's the way Jerry's going. I know it's a lot you, to think about. It's not like the Patriots where you had all season because they sucked to think about it. Um, Jerry did have four hours of sucking to think about it. <laughs> um, but it, it is one of those things where I, I would say the sooner the better because of what Aaron talked about with those guys on the market. I, I agree. I think Aaron's spot on with that. I mean, I think there's some guys out there available. Silver line. Here's here's the here's the big question for me though. Are those guys that he mentioned, I think Belichick has to be at the top of the list, willing to work with Jerry Jones. For Jerry Jones. Yes. That that is that's, that's the huge, huge question. question. And all of those guys, Sands maybe Vrabel, have had complete control of their teams the last few seasons. And I think Harbaugh uh, had pretty good personnel control in San Francisco as well, even though he did have a GM there. So that that's one thing too. And I wonder if they move a new direction at quarterback, what how that changes the job of, you know, I, we'll talk about this later, I know, but we talked about Belichick being almost a final piece for the Cowboys with this roster. Mm-hmm. And then you move on from quarterback and that makes it a completely different job. Well, so in my opinion, that's one thing to look at too. And we'll go to Frank here in just a second. After I make this, my opinion is you go with the kid that's a higher draft pick right now, and maybe you go one in 15. That's fine. But you finally get yourself in a position to where you broke this thing down to the, to the studs and you have an opportunity to draft a franchise quarterback and change the landscape. Look, Dak Prescott is a fourth-round pick for a reason. And he plays like a fourth round pick in a lot of senses. Let's go it's to good Frank. Team, sure, yeah. Let's go to Frank on the phone lines. Frank, how are you today? Doing well, thank you. Well, my question is this: We got so many people that jumped off the bandwagon from a week ago. Everybody had the Cowboys winning. Everybody had Prescott was now, you know, uh, MVP. Mm-hmm. It, he doesn't look good, and I'll take it. I'll be the first one. I'm a diehard Cowboy fan, and and he didn't look good. Now, how can people change from one week to the other by game? Now, his inconsistencies are there, but if you are going to start from the if you're going to start from the top, my personal opinion is uh, the guy that was held that should be held accountable for all of this is the head coach. They brought him in here to bring in championships, but was his pedigree. And that he was going to do this, and this is third year, and he's done fell flat on his face. Same thing with our defense, Quinn. Quinn is, you know, they he's the next. We don't want to get rid of him. He did. They ran through him like a hole in the water. But everybody wants to jump on Prescott, and uh, they don't want to jump on the two coaches that, that were running. They had a game plan. They put something together. Nobody looked good yesterday. Nobody looked good yesterday. And to throw it all on Prescott. To me, it's easier to keep him for another year, go grab two more coaches, and build from there. But how are you, where are you going to find the pedigree of a quarterback like Prescott out there without going 1-15? 
Well, that's what makes it so tough, get, right? Is, yeah. Is to get in that position to get the Frank, thanks for the call. Appreciate it very much. And he's right. I mean, look. Well, I'll push back. I'd say we, we've been talking about the coach here as well. I mean, we're yes. not putting it all on Dak. But there no. is a Rubicon in Dak's career well, that once he passes, it, it gets exponentially but, worse. And that is from the regular and season. And there's no the way that they're going to tear it down with this roster. They're just That's not. The, right. This is where it's such a, it, it's like a pressure-packed putt in golf right now. There's only so much you can do. I, I personally think they will need to change at quarterback because of what we see every year. I've been on the changing head coach bandwagon for a while. I've just never been a Mike McCarthy guy. And with the options out there, I think the Cowboys have better options to get someone uh, who can get them to the promised land. But I, we said it earlier. I mean, this is a Super Bowl caliber roster. I do agree and the with window Frank. Is still I do fairly agree. Open. Yeah, I do agree with our listener Frank a little bit. And as my father would say, you know, you can blame Dak all you want, but everything rises and falls on leadership. And at the end of the day, you got to look at your coaching staff. You got to look at your coaches. And um, I would start there. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know, do I think Dak is, should stay? No, not really. But. Well, if, I mean, we what want are we going to do? We want to keep well, going up to the top. Right. I mean, they've had the same owner and GM the whole time. They haven't well, made the conference championship like game. I, I, <laughs> I know he's got Super Bowl rings, but there's got to be some blame there, too. Agreed. I mean, for sure. Agreed. And, yeah, when you're looking at the <laughs> the leaders of an NFL franchise, it's real simple. It's head coach and quarterback. And in some cases, and, and it, it has to start and stop right there. It has to. It has, has to. to. And and. And sometimes this is this sometimes this happens in sports where it's just not a good fit, <laughs> you know, and it can be deceptive because Dak has been good for a long time for a long time here, eight years here. And he was in the MVP discussion most of this year, playing some of his best football earlier this year. But when push comes to shove, we have played this game. We have tried this. It does not work. <laughs> exactly. Three straight years. They haven't even won a playoff game. Being one of the top three teams in the NFC, I mean, they won one last year, but one. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's got me. They won. The they, they ended Brady's career promptly. They have not won. Eh, I won't say meaningful playoff game. All playoff games are meaningful. One in three years, they haven't got past the divisional round. No, that just that. Well, they that got can't past the happen. divisional round yeah. in twenty since the nineties. Twenty nine right. years. Yeah. Are we looking at twenty nine yes. right now? Yeah. Would this be the twenty ninth year? Yeah. Twenty eight. From the 254, coaching was was terrible, but still we think inflate the talent level because of the star on the helmet. We need to actually rebuild from the top down. I mean, they did have more all pros than anybody in the league. They did. But is that all is that all the voters inflating that? I don't know. But well, I mean, and if you listen to everybody, six when the players, if you listen to everybody, all the so-called experts out there. There's no way the Cowboys lose that game yesterday before kickoff. Right. No way the Cowboys lose that game before kickoff. And somehow the Cowboys had it run down their leg. Lost it hey, if you, shortly after kickoff. If you would have betted on the Packers yesterday, you might have a lot of money in your pocket this morning. Oh, you'd be you living well, man. You would be living well. Oh, by the way, there's a little white stuff out there. How about it's that? freezing. <laughs> got you like fur, it? Beautiful day. Got my fur coat on in the studio. I know you so look like cold. Cruella. <laughs> that's the best nice. comparison we've heard <laughs> we all got here today yeah which is impressive yes if you are out though be careful uh Please. i know a lot of people are on for mlk so that mlk so that helps them out uh a lot but if you have to get out just take it slow it's really slow. not 
it's really not that bad. I know bridges and stuff are worse, but if you don't have to go over a big overpass or anything, you probably will be okay if you just take it slow. If take you need your a time. ride, call Ward. He'll come pick you up. <laughs> I, yeah, I can By do that. By the way, I was the major dummy today, so usually I get on 35 to get here. Mm-hmm. And today I was like, you know what? It's, it might be, it's probably cleared out, but I don't even want to test it. I don't want to try it. I've got back roads that get me there three minutes less time mm-hmm. or more time than usual. Anyway, so I go there. And I'm going on new road out here by the VA, and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is one of the biggest bridges in the whole city. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, literally, I'm almost like turning off before I get on it, and I'm like, but then I don't know how to backtrack around, so I was like, I just got to do it, thankfully. Looks like there was salt on the road. Thank yeah, you for the city I, I went across it when so. I went and picked up air, and it was not bad. Okay. Not bad. I was like, oh, man. Like, just I'm slide. about to go on it. I was like, what on am it. I doing? <laughs> just be, we all got just, just be just slow. Go slow. Just slow. Go keep, slow. Keep, keep the press keep box on. Keep both hands on the wheel. So you get to listen for longer. Just go slow. <laughs> That's right. Grumpy old fan says, Jordan Love managed to show up the Cowboys and Jets, A. Rogers, at the same year. I, okay. That's fine. But the Packers, I'm going to tell you, the Packers had no business beating the Dallas Cowboys no. yesterday. None. I'll give Jordan Love his credit no. here today. He, he played game, very, very well. Yes, he did. They scored 19 points the week before against the yeah. Bears. Yeah. That, that offense isn't unstoppable. No. 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 This, I mean, this but is definitely Cowboys more on the Cowboys. But the Cowboys look bad on both sides and, of the ball. And I think you have to look at Mike McCarthy and say, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. It just did not work. No. you got to find – a way for it to work. 11 and 11 now, in playoff games. if you it. watched halftime on Fox that and you great. heard Jimmy Johnson. He was great. He was yelling. <laughs> was that the best? That was, that was awesome. Great. That was great. If I'm Jerry Jones, I pick up the phone and go, Jimmy, come on back. Let's run it back. You think so? I, Jimmy Johnson. That thought All right. crossed my mind. Like, <laughs> you know, does he say, come on, like two years. Give it two years and see what happens. Run it back. When was the last time Jimmy because coached? It, it's was been I a born? long time. Been a long time. Was I bored? I think at, I was. The last time Miami. was at Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I was. But after I'm seeing young. the fire in his eyes and, and what he's – you should have played that in the locker room at halftime and let Mike McCarthy sit outside on a stool. Because apparently there ain't that many people around this organization the last 20, 25 years that have that kind of fire. None. None. Like, I mean, that has been – for, they've had some really bad teams. They've had some good teams that have underachieved. And there's been a constant in there. And that is this almost lackadaisical it's way all- of going about things. Which which starts with Jerry, by the way. I mean, he doesn't really get fired up. Um, not that he has to or anything. But, it just I mean, how often did we just talk about Jason Garrett just being a lame duck? Mm-hmm. Or it's Bill Parcells like, being his own brand, not the Cowboys. You know? I mean, th- this it's is... It's almost like they're cursed. In my, it's, I was telling Scott, I was like, yeah, I'll take. It, it, I do. I've, it's from I think a lot of people would agree with you. I yeah. mean, it's almost like they're cursed. No matter what players they get, they've got great talent. Okay, let's go back. It's McCarthy's fault, blah, blah, blah. It's almost like they're cursed. I can't explain it. Like, well, I don't know. They don't. Ma- maybe I should go coach them. <laughs> you have, we'll be back right the after fire. this. <laughs> Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. The Baylor women back in action Saturday in Foster Pavilion hosting UCF in Big 12 play. 1.30 for the countdown to tip off. 2 p.m. tip off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM. 
It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, WacoGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. It's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery. No downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help with more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress.
<laughs> Everybody hurts, man. <laughs> Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Jimmy Johnson, we were talking about him just before the break and what he had to say at halftime. And I think there was a lot of Cowboy fans out there, and maybe not even Cowboy fans, that were sitting on the edge of their couch ready to go and say, <laughs> hey, put me in, Coach. Here's Jimmy Johnson. Well, first of all, I, I can't say what I would say now on television. <laughs> but I'll just say this. Every single one of you, you know how hard we've worked. I don't need to have people pointing the fingers one thing or another. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. We can win the game. We're going to open it up. We're going to go fast tempo. Defense, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. All right. That's got oh, Michael fight. He's got I, I'm telling you, there's a little fire in his belly still. Oh, you think, yeah. You think Mike McCarthy's ever given a speech that Zero. that good? Zero. No. Zero. Now, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room, but I just I, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. And is this coming now from Jimmy Johnson because of what happened a couple of weeks ago going into the Ring of Honor finally where he should have been years ago, but now all of a sudden his allegiance is back with the Cowboys because he's in the Ring of Honor and he's passionate about the Cowboys right now? I think so. I think that makes it easier for him to say. I do too. Yeah. And something tells me he's always again, had a little fire in the belly for the Cowboys. I, I think so too. But I think it's elevated a little yeah. bit because yeah. of the Ring of Honor induction. Again, I'm come on, Jerry. Make the call. You really think so? When was the last time what was it? Two thousand ninety nine? When did he coach the Dolphins? I'm gonna look this up here. Well, I mean, well, it's just like, I want someone who wants to be here. I think that's where you're going with this. You just want someone who wants to be the Cowboys head coach and all that goes with it. He last coached in 1999. That's been a while. I was still in diapers. <laughs> which was also like five years ago. But 99 <laughs> was the last time he coached. He, he won a couple Super Bowls. One coach of the year. And you think this is this is the call they need to make? I don't know. I mean, I, to be honest, I mean, I don't know that at age 80, Jimmy Johnson wants to put that much time into it. I get it. But could he be a consultant? I was going to say, is there a role for him in this organization? I would think. I would love, honestly, if he just worked in a corner of Jerry Jones's massive office. It was just his voice of reason. You know? I think Jerry could use one of those. Well, that's... I think his son is probably one of those two, to be honest. But I need someone from the outside, outside the bloodline. Be like, hey, Jerry, this is stupid. Or, hey, Jerry, I know Mike's your guy, but can I remind you that we're the only team in NFL history to win 12 games three straight seasons and not make it out of the divisional round? Can I remind you of that? How much do those 12 wins in a regular season really honestly mean well it means it means expectations right because obviously the Packers on the other side they don't care they don't care how many games the Cowboys won and if you're the Cowboys you also should not care right Mm -hmm. those don't don't mean anything when you get to the postseason as we have seen the last few years but it does 
put a certain amount of pressure on, and you know it matters for guys like us more than it does for them. But when you lose, it gets amplified. If you win 12 games and go to the conference championship and lose, I don't know how much different it is than it is today. You know, it's a better accomplishment, and you can get rid of that drought, but at the end of the day, when you're winning 12 games and you're a top two seed, you're thinking Super Bowl. Should and, be. And, and the Cowboys were reasonable. Cowboys fans, I should say mostly, were reasonable to think that. Would they, would they have gotten past San Francisco even at their best? I don't know. But if you're a number two seed and the way things have broken for you the last month and the way the playoff format is set up with, with you getting two home games potentially, you should be thinking Super Bowl. And instead, we're having the same song and dance again where, congrats Detroit Lions, you get another home game. Mm-hmm. Because of our beloved Cal. Did, did you hear in the postgame last night from Detroit as well when Hutchins said, yeah, we'd rather had the Cowboys, but the Packers messed that up for us? Again. <laughs> that was a shot. The Packers getting in the Lions' way. <laughs> oh, and you know they were probably think they probably were thinking that a little bit of, hey, we want another shot at these guys. We thought we should have beat them the first time. We want to go down to Dallas and beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, but here come the Packers, man. And th- what I was thinking about during when we just listened to that Jimmy Johnson clip, is I know it's minimal, but how much does an actual mystique play into an NFL team? I know mystique and tradition really play into college players, not so much now as in previous generations, but it does play a part, right? But in the NFL, I think, does it really matter? Because I see the Cowboys fall flat on their face time and time again. You know, are they really honoring Tom Landry and Staubach and the triplets and all that? And I think no, that's that's you know that's a bunch of crap. I don't I don't think they do. But then I think of a, a a franchise like the Packers, who no one expected to win in this game. They're the first seven seed ever to win this playoff a playoff game. They have to wait till the last second basically of week eighteen to get in this thing. But part of me thinks they're the Packers. No matter how bad they are, if they're in the playoffs, they expect to win playoff games. Their players expect to win playoff games. Mm-hmm. They've got the former player, the way Jimmy Johnson is calling out the Cowboys, they've got former players too telling them about how they need to win playoff games. And, you know, whoever of those 60s teams are still alive and <laughs> Brett Favre and Sterling Sharp and, 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 and all these guys are telling them, hey, you're Packers, you know, you, you need to be winning these games. So I don't know. Uh, it, it's a small microcosm in this, but they came in ready to play, and the Cowboys just did not. Did and not. That, that was the difference. And, and look, I I think that maybe not as much now, but what you're leading to, maybe 10 years ago, the mystique of a franchise really played into it. Yeah. I think free agency has... I mean, the longer we go with free agency, the, the further we detach ourselves from those franchises that were just rock solid. Right. Like the Cowboys. It, like the 49ers. Like the Packers. And, and the Packers. Really like the Bears for a while. Yeah. And, and I thought about it with the Packers specifically because it's all these young guys. Of course, Jordan Love's never played a playoff game. He threw uh, all his touchdowns to first or second year receivers. So it's a very young team. And I wonder if there's still some of that where, you know, these guys are drafted by the Packers. And 
they come up here, they see Lambeau Field, they see all the Lombardi trophies, they get everyone in their ear talking about how great it is to play for the Packers, and then they make the playoffs, and it's like, well, we're the Packers, we have to win. Does, does that put some confidence in them? I, I'm not sure. Um, but they they certainly did not play like a team yesterday that had no playoff experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played loose, they played their game, they brought the Cowboys down to their game, and beat the heck out of them doing it. It made it look easy. Easy, man. <laughs> easy. And I, I do have to shout out Jordan Love, man. I, I knew he was hot. Um, I didn't realize quite his skill set. He played with some incredible moxie yesterday, mm-hmm. especially in that first half. I mean, the second half, the game's almost, I mean, basically out of reach. Um, but that first half, he was just as cool as you like, man. And I, I know one of the things this week was that he, he struggled outside of the pocket. Looked pretty good outside the pocket yesterday. And he had some zip on those throws. That well, he also didn't get out of the pocket very much. No, he didn't need to. He didn't need to. I mean, I mean let's be honest. Yeah. He just steps up in the pocket and delivers darts. And that throw for that third touchdown where he almost rushes it a little bit, but he's off his back foot. He knows there's no safety over the middle and just hums it in there from 20, 25 yards. Perfect throw. Mm-hmm. Not set. I'm like, oh, boy. There's a lot of teams in this league that would kill to have a quarterback with this kind of confidence and this kind of ability. Um, he he was he was awesome. They ran the ball well. This is now I think just a hair under 500 yards in four games against the Cowboys for Aaron Jones. I mean he just rips them to shreds. Um, for as good as those two guys were for the Packers, and for as much as we get on Dak Prescott, where was Micah Parsons yesterday? I know some of that's on his defensive coordinator. He draws two holding calls on the first or first two drives, I think. Mm-hmm. And from there, he's a non-factor. Just a non-factor. And, yeah, I think some of that has to... You have to question if the Quinn household was looking at real estate in Seattle this week. I, I think you, ha- I, you I have think, to. I think the defense was checked out on Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn was checked out on the defense. And I looked up the stat. I think the Cowboys... It was either second or third most man-to-man defense in the league. I looked it up because... And they were in zone for a lot of the game yesterday. Game. For why? What because reason? That's, that's why I was looking it up. Because every big play, I'm like, they're in a zone again. They're in quarters again. Like, what, what? Especially against a young quarterback. This is a man-to-man defense. It's a, it, it's, this is built for man-to-man defense. Dan Quinn's best defenses have been man-to-man. And you know, when you're going against a young quarterback, even one that has arm talent... Force him to make those throws. Force mm-hmm. him to thread the needle. Play a physical man-to-man don't, defense. Don't like give him soft long, zones because you're in a in a zone coverage. How many times, Ford? Especially on third down, uh, we're looking at a replay, and you you're saying it. I'm saying it. Greg Olson's saying it. Boy, they're in a soft zone again, and he just finds the spot in the soft zone on third and nine, third and eight. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just using the middle of the field over the linebackers and ahead of the safety. Take I what mean, the defense gives you. How many times are we saying it? I'm like, why are they still doing this, man? I've seen, you know, Jerron Bland's covering nobody because he's in quarters, and and there's a tight end wide open in the middle of the field. I'm like, why aren't you utilizing your talent on that side of the ball? They were in soft zone all freaking day yesterday. I, I just couldn't believe it. And I, I don't know. But, I mean, you said it too. When, whenever the quarterback has that much of a pocket in that much time, 
it almost doesn't matter what you play, but especially when it's zone. Well, yeah, if it's zone, there's going to be somebody open. There's going to be somebody open. You, you've got to give yourself a chance and get back into man, especially when you've buttered your bread all season long in man-to-man coverage. You've Build got one of the best. You got one of the best secondaries in the league because they can lock down man-to-man, and you stay in zone all day long. What? What pre? What prevailed that? What induced Dan Quinn to say? Okay, we're going to go to zone. I mean, is this quarterback so dangerous that you don't think you can hold man to man? I don't think so. I think you rattle him more by staying in man to man. That that that's what I want to know. What when during the week during film session did Dan Quinn go to Mike McCarthy and say, "This this is going to be crazy, but it's going to work. We're going to have to go zone against these guys. That's going to be the way to beat them." What did they see on tape? Because I don't, you know, I didn't watch the Packers most of the year. I don't know. But what did they see on tape? Because it failed miserably to say, we need to go match up and, and do a soft zone against these guys. Well, is it we just have that much faith in our front four or what? They were either in a soft zone or they were in a cover two cloud yeah. with the two safeties up top. And it didn't work the entire game. How do you How do you give up that many points in the first half and go, yeah, we're going to roll it back and do it again in the second half? At some point, you got to look and go, okay, we got to put some pressure on somewhere. So we better go man to man and try to slow this train down and give ourselves a fighting chance. Give ourselves a puncher's chance in this thing because the zone, he's picking us apart. And and even to think of that simplistically, right? Of why not at halftime are they saying, are they not saying, let's just go to our game? Okay. I, Maybe it I doesn't work, but, one, we, but I feel better getting beat in my right, game. Right. But, but yeah, to say we have the better players, you know, we think we have the better coaches, we have the better team, instead of playing it into their hands like we inexplicably did in the first half, let's just get back to what we do best and see if they can beat us. We spotted them a 20-point lead, so that's still possible, but what is going to be the best chance of us getting back into this game? Using this game plan that doesn't work or playing to the strengths that got us to 12 wins again mm-hmm. and to the to the divisional championship. I, that's what really shocked me was that there were still those plays in the second half. And of course, I think the most damning one was that that touchdown to the, the tight end who no one was in 15 yards of him in, in the third quarter, late third quarter. And it was again his own. And I think they just said to some of their guys, ah, just find a spot. Go run, find a spot. Jordan knows where the spots are going to be in his own defense. I mean, he's young, but he ain't that young. He's not in high school. <laughs> he's going to know where it is. And that, to me, was just that kind of nail in the coffin of here's a guy open 30 yards downfield. There's not a cowboy within touching distance of him. Touchdown Packers. And it was it was that way all day. It was embarrassing. Abs- I mean, it's got to be one of the most embarrassing losses in the history of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, you look at the score, 48-32, Going down the road, like you said earlier, nobody's going to look at that and go, whoa, wow. You're going to look at that and go, man, that was a shootout. It was not. It was not. It was not this close. It was a complete blowout by the Packers. And they put their second string defense in and said, Ugh. hey, if y'all want to score, that's okay. Y'all have a little fun. I had their backup quarterback in at one point, too. Like it was, oh, it was just an embarrassment. It was such an embarrassment. And. You know, we talk about Dan Quinn. I'll I'll pull back to Mike McCarthy for a bit because I think some of the worst 
their offense looked, the most conservative it looked, was in that first quarter. How I mean, how we talk about it so much, it's a cliche in football. Those first 15 plays. Mm-hmm. That's scripted. That's where the <laughs> offensive coordinator and the play caller makes their money, right? Those were the worst plays of the game. That, those are the plays they couldn't move the ball. Those are the plays they couldn't find C.D. Lamb, which leads to those pick sixes where you're locked in because you're saying, we have to get the ball to C.D. Lamb on this play. It starts with those 15 plays that got you absolutely nowhere, and that is on the play caller, who happens to be as well your head coach. There's no doubt. I don't, I don't think that the game plan on either side of the ball was ready no. to go in and win a playoff Not game. Not close to good enough. Not even close to good enough. And, and take the play calling out of it. Again, I'll go to Dak Prescott. He folded in the biggest moment. Mm-hmm. He, he folded. Again. I mean, there was a couple of times when, even in those first 15, that it was called to go to, to CD. He tried to, but he missed him. Yep. And missed him miserably. It wasn't like he just... Well, I was off a little bit. He missed him miserably. Yeah, that. And you saw CD get very frustrated, like, hey, dude, just put it on the eights. Help me out here. That first third down, it was like third and eight. Mm -hmm. They had him open. Wide open. With his speed, he was going to be with a perfect, with a a good enough pass, he would have had five or six yards of separation. And instead, it's way over his head. He almost makes a great catch on it. So it looks like, oh, CD got a hand on it. It would have been a terrific catch. And that that would have been a huge explosive play at just seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. That could have absolutely changed, changed the, the whole of the landscape game. of the ball game. And instead, he missed him, and he missed him a couple of more times. And that I mean, that when he threw that pick six, I was like, you know, for all the the the, the flowers we gave Dak this season, for saying, where I'm was not he throwing throw, that ball? Who I'm was not he going throw to? Ten picks this year, and he didn't, and it was great. And then I was like, well, what does that matter now? There wasn't a white jersey within 30 yards of that. That was the that was the the highest percentage throw he threw all day. Yeah, there to was the no other way team. that ball was not going to be caught by a Packer. Like it was <laughs> and I'm telling you could guy could have walked in from 55 yards away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just horrid. It's one of the worst throws I've seen this season from anybody and it just again, it kind of goes down the drain of how efficient he was this year, how much better he was at, at knocking down the picks this year and playing some of the best football of his career at times this season. But does that really you? matter? Where did it get you? Does that really matter in the regular season? No. Not in my opinion, it doesn't. No. And, and, and specifically to look at the Cowboys, too, I mean, no, because they beat, like, two good teams all year long. Mm-hmm. So how many of those games were you really going to lose if you had a, a, an average quarterback like a Cooper Rush in there? You know that's the thing. I I don't I don't love taking away from how good Dak was during the regular season, but a it didn't get you anywhere, and b I just don't know how much different that would have made your team to have an average quarterback in there this season. They don't win the division, sure, but they're an over five hundred team, a nine win team probably. They're in the playoffs. Team. I mean, yeah. I mean that that's what we looked at with Seattle, who just misses out on the playoffs, mm-hmm. and for you know. For the first half of the season, Jordan Love was an average quarterback. Of course, he does pick it up. But like that's that's what we're talking about here. That that's there's still the roster is that good that they are still a playoff team. And the difference is here, your quarterback absolutely craps the bed again. Your defense is horrific in this game. It's not just on Prescott, but but they had a he had a chance to get them back in this game very early on and didn't do it. 
from Grumpy Old Fan. The 12 wins in the regular season means that McCarthy is an improvement over Jason Garrett, and that's about it. Is he? Is he? I, that's the, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think he is. I think he's won the same amount of playoff games. Maybe Garrett won one more. Uh, but like, it's the sa- it's the same problem. We're having the same problem. Of boy, this is a darn good roster. This should be the Cowboys' year, and then it's not. And it comes down to coaching almost every time. <laughs> like it. And how many times have we had this discussion metaphorically before this year? But how many times you've been saying the same things you've said today about the Cowboys of, I just don't know what the heck they were doing. They, they totally got out of what, what was working for them all year. They overthought it, and they lost to a mm-hmm. team that probably wasn't as good. That seems to be the same narrative all the time. I think back to that two years ago against San Francisco, when Dallas was the better team, and they just completely got out of their funk on offense, and they lose a low-scoring game. And they had however many penalties and that 12 penalties or whatever it was. And you're like, what are they doing? They're not, this is just nothing like the team that got them to 12 wins. It, it's not the, even the same game plan, let alone the same production. I just didn't get it. No, it's, it's very, very disappointing for Cowboy fans. Should Mike McCarthy be gone by five o'clock today? I don't know. We'll find out. Coming up next, he's back. Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. The Baylor women back in action Saturday in Foster Pavilion hosting UCF in Big 12 play. 1.30 for the countdown to tip off. 2 p.m. tip off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. I'm super successful, and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels. And now, here's Stephanie. Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> Waiting all weekend for that. <laughs> I bet y'all missed it, didn't you? Yeah. I feel suddenly a lot warmer. Yes. Oh, and these freezing yeah. temperatures. This weather, I'm not built. I wasn't made. This is awesome. We need about four more inches. This is like the North Pole without the snow. No, it's not. The degrees. Somebody said, was it you or Kim? Somebody it's said. It's colder in Waco than it is Anchorage, Alaska I, right now. Bang. I know. What about Seriously. Buffalo? Do we have a check on Buffalo? I don't know, but we were just talking. I'll check on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, it's colder than Rockland, Massachusetts right now. I can tell you that much. I don't know, but I know that the Bills are ready to play. I don't know where the fans are going to sit because there's snow still in the It seats. is snowing right now in Buffalo. At this oh, point, there you every, go. everyone bring their shovels. And it is 18 <laughs> degrees in oh, Buffalo. Do they and have it's fairly beat? De- wait, and it's 15 degrees right now here in Waco. Well, the last I checked. Maybe it went up. Yeah, and it's supposed to snow the rest of the day. At 2 o'clock when <laughs> kickoff is, is that right, 2 o'clock? Their time is that kickoff? It's three thirty no, our time. Four, so it's four thirty their time. Okay. With the wind, it feels like twelve. Forty-eight percent chance of more snow. 
<laughs> Lovely. Oh. So that's what you got that's what you gotta worry about though, going to the game. It's not only are you gonna freeze your butt off, hey, you, you get might out not of be there. able to get out of that place. Like that's <laughs> you could just flat out speaking. Bring of, your walks. Well, so yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. So speaking of coldness, I thought since it's so cold here, mm-hmm. there's gotta be some interesting cold winter sports so i didn't i knew that this was a thing stuff's like ice hockey you ever heard of it yeah <laughs> duh <laughs> duh it is cool and interesting i do like ice hockey because i like it when they start fighting that's fun yes to watch. i do too. just punch a man um so anyways i knew this was a sport but i didn't know that it was called this skeleton it is in the olympics mm. and what it is is it's like a sled mm-hmm. and um you you go down a course head first, okay. So kind of like what do you call those things? Bobsled. Bobsled. Right. Yeah, and the course, you know, the the it curves or whatever the the track, the track. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, but it's you, you do it by yourself and you're head first and you're laying on your stomach, okay. Mm-hmm. So and you're on you're on this sled. They go about eighty miles an hour. So this sport started in Switzerland. And it was in the Olympics for the first time in 1928-29. Well, they decided to take it out because it was so dangerous. People were, you know, getting hurt. So they brought it back in the 1940s, and again, people were getting hurt, and they said no. So then they, um, I guess they, you know, got more equipment, worked on the sleds a little, and those sleds weigh like 100 pounds. So so they're kind of heavy. So anyways. You would think, yeah. So, anyways, they went back and started back in the Olympics in 2002, and now it is an Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, how the, the, there's no way to steer it except by your body. So, when you're going head first at 80 miles an hour down this course, uh, the way that the racers, you know, it's of course the fastest speed wins, but they move with their body weight. So, you would think. Mike McCarthy couldn't do this sport because he weighs too much. Wow. <laughs> wow. Did it? <laughs> but I would think that you would want to be lighter than heavier because if the sleigh weighs about 100 pounds and you're on top of it, I would think. Lighter the better. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I, I paid attention, I think, in class, and that's something like common sense would tell you. But because if you're heavy, (laughs) (laughs) because if you're heavy, it would slow you down. Is that what you call physics? That would be physics. Yes. 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 Very nice. (laughs) Look at me. I'm getting smart. I think I took physics, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. You just did. You you think you you took physics? I think I did. (laughs) (laughs) How do you how do you take something and go? Eh, I think I took it. I don't know. I know. I I took. Statistics like three times. Finally passed it the third time. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> wow. I'm I am laughing because that was the only math I was good at. Oh. Everything else I was probably had to take three times. No. <laughs> no. Statistics I, was the only one that made sense to me. Anyway, that's a that's an aside. Uh, well, none of it made sense to me except for history and English and psychology. Believe it or not. I don't believe it. I'm a great psychologist. Yeah, I know. If you need therapy, call me. New. Anyways, I saw this and I thought, well, it's so freaking cold outside. We okay. can do this, okay? We got a little hill right here. 
There might be some I, ice I on it. I think the bobsled <laughs> hills are just a little <laughs> bit taller than that. Probably, yeah. This is... It look, If you watch a video it. on it, it looks kind of cool, actually. My driveway is more of a hill than this. <laughs> Say that. It does seem like another one of your fun sports. Your it would fun, be fun. adventure I think, sh- I think we should try it. You have to wear... It's more like tobogging than it is bobsledding yeah. because mm-hmm. you're laying on the sled mm-hmm. going head first downhill. Mm-hmm. And you're on your stomach, so you're like... But that would put you head first going downhill, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Well, no, you can lay on your back head first. Why in the world would you do that? You, well, you wouldn't, but like if you went down a water slide, you know how you when you go to the water. I don't go to the water parks, but remember, you, I never went down back. No, I saw people do it once. Maybe they That's just got turned smart. around. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but you do Good have way to, wear, to break your neck. I know, but it's a thing in the Olympics, and so the mm-hmm. Olympics are what in two years. So, um, I guess we should. Look you think we should try to do this? Well, I think if we practice, we can make the Olympic team. No. <laughs> I think we could. I think we'd have a better chance than if we didn't practice. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme with Stephanie Sports. Which is it? <laughs> Cold. Okay. Uh, downhill. Mm-hmm. And it always seems to be something we should be doing. Because I think we should try we should some try of these it things. Out. We should try That's it. the last part of it. This we one's a little bit more it. doable, especially on a day like today. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know. Then the refrigerator box one where you need like look, 40 I'm people. I'm all about teamwork and supporting each other. Mm-hmm. So I think we should try things as a team because I think it would be fun. If if we could find a smooth enough surface that we could do this, I would not, I'm not opposed to sledding. Head so, first. Yeah, I mean, that's, it'd be fun. I would, okay. I don't. I don't know that there's a smooth enough surface in Waco, America, for us to be doing this. But we'll have to go to a different town. Oh, okay. It's the adventure of traveling with you guys. That would be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go to the hill country that we oh, can do. Oh, we could. This. My parents live in the hill country, so we could just mm-hmm. we could try it. I just think, you know, I the road trip's a- half the adventure award. That's half the sport. Well, yeah. The car, especially yeah. with Stephanie, the radio, <laughs> the bathroom breaks, all of it. It's all part of it. <laughs> especially with Stephanie. I'm just saying it would be fun for us to all jump on board, get on the same page with me and try some of these sports because I think that we could be good at them. Okay. I don't know that we would be good at some of them. I can concur with that. But like this is doable. We could try this. Walk well, racing. Yeah, that's I- doable. Walk racing. Get a walk and go down a hill. It's the same thing as sledding. Every time you mention that, I just think of... Like you're walking? Like the speed walking? Yeah, I, I think of that. you can't have two... The other thing I think of thing, is, you know. is oh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when he <laughs> greased that walk up and burned Shoo, it up. When he goes down, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not sure I want to do that. I think nah, it'd be, be great. fun. It'd be fun. We can wear pads and stuff and helmets. <laughs> Probably should. I Probably mean, should. Can, you, could, can you see Stephanie in shoulder pads and a football helmet going down? Yes. You know what's slide. weird? I could. That's the weird part. Is <laughs> going, <laughs> absolutely going down the side of a hill covered in snow on a 12-inch walk I that she just cooked it. noodles on. Yes. I could see it. I just cooked noodles on. <laughs> hey, we, could have, we would have to order a bigger one. Oh, okay. Because I want to sit in oil. <laughs> 
By the way, Stephanie, did you watch the, the game Saturday? You were the only one of us who had Peacock. Oh, don't even start. Oh. Yes, I oh, did. No, and let starting. me tell you something. You know, everybody is ranting and raving about having to stream, okay? We have Peacock, right? But we did cancel, what do you call those things? The trial. Prescriptions? The subscriptions. No. Oh, subscriptions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prescribed and more Peacock. No, we had had it before, okay. right? But, you know, we're, we're not renewing, basically. But this, I'm getting this gut feeling that this is the way of football. Of sports is stream, stream, stream. And it's going to be on Peacock, YouTube, you know, Prime. They've got Thursday Night Football now. And we had it on. And let me tell you, because we're in the country. I heard it was terrible. It was terrible. It, w- it was gritty. I couldn't really Ugh. see. It wasn't clear. So not just a terrible game, but a terrible broadcast. It, yeah, it that's just what I heard hard. from a oh, lot of different people ooh, that had it. I didn't watch I didn't it. Watch I wasn't going to pay the five ninety nine for the for the trial. I refused to. Was I upset with myself because I refused to? Yes. You could have come to our house and watched yeah. it, but you would have been more probably pissed off because it was hard to see. Um, but then, you know, it's so weird where we live. Like, part of our neighborhood in the country, you can't have cable network out there, dish or that. I don't know, something to do with those fiber things. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of town, you can have cable. So our neighbors that we're close with, they can, you know, they had a clearer picture than we did. Ugh. And that was, it's just, I don't know. And, you know, if you look at social media, everyone was, you know, complaining about it. There and, was a bunch of You know, and then I was listening to, I can't remember who I was listening to on ESPN yesterday that they were having callers call in. They're like, yeah, we had to watch it in our hotel room. And the guys were like, so what? You got to watch it. I mean, there's some people out there who are probably diehard football fans. They may not be able to pull, of, afford it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially, I mean, if you're on a, a fixed budget, some people cannot afford that. And so I think professional sports should always be aired on a major network. I think it should, too. But yeah, yeah, like I like here's having what, a streaming option on top of it. Here's not. what didn't help us. The Dolphins-Chiefs playoff game on Peacock sets a streaming record with an average exactly. of 23 million viewers. Exactly. That's not going to help our cause. It's nope. not, but no. that's because people no. decided... They want to see this game, so of course they're going to stream it because they don't have a choice. And then one guy said, well, you know, I'll just go to a bar or restaurant and watch this game. Well, if you're not going to spend $6 at a bar to watch this game, then don't come into the bar. So, I don't know. It, it was a bad picture, but I guess right. I'll have to look forward to it next year. Ugh. Thank you, Steph. All right, I'm going to go sledding. Uh, <laughs> men's college basketball, <laughs> the top 25 is out. We'll talk about it next here on the Press Box. The Baylor Coaches Show returns January 18th, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. And here on ESPN Central Texas, it all begins this Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, streaming on the Baylor Athletics Facebook and YouTube pages. And right here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Some of those old injuries, they begin to creep up and things begin to start hurting again. I finally got to the point where I'm like, I can't just wake up and know my knee's going to be bothering me and push through this on a daily basis. Old football injuries can't keep former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter down. So he decided to check out the all-natural regenerative pain treatments at QC Kinetics. I was fortunate enough to obviously sit down with QC and kind of understand your body still has the ability to heal in it. We just need to give it a little bit of a boost. Exactly. QC Kinetics concentrates your body's own healing agents in your painful hips, shoulders, knees, or back. Everyone can say, well, you need to replace this or replace that, but it's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. QC Kinetics treatments take place the same day right in the office. No downtime. Call today for your complimentary consultation and see if you're a good candidate. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton, along with you here on this Manic Monday. 
<laughs> if you're out on the roads on this uh, MLK Day, please uh, just take your time. They're not bad. I don't want to say that there's bridges and stuff out there that, mm-hmm. that are probably impassable because they probably are. But just take your time. Yeah. Avoid bridges and overpasses if you can. And, and don't get too confident out there. Like yes. I said, most of the roads here are okay. But with ice, you just you never know. When you go to the next one or you turn into your neighborhood, mm-hmm. you never know. Never know. Take it slow. Yes. Please take it slow. Getting closer to playoff football here on this Monday, Steelers and Bills. And uh, looking at ESPN right now, uh-huh. there's a lot of fans already sitting outside the stadium, raring to go. Uh, Some poor reporter out there. 16 degrees. Real feel is 3 degrees and a 38% chance of snow at kickoff. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the snow is barely broken right now because it was snowing all morning, too, and it's going to be snowing during this game. And you know how the wind gets up there in Buffalo, too. Oh. I mean, that is oh, that is not, not going to be easy. Not going to be a high-scoring game today, I don't think. I agree. Should be fun to watch from afar. Sure. In front yeah. of a fireplace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know fair. that I would go and sit in a game like that. I don't I care. So. I don't know. It is fun. I mean, if if I could stand, okay, if I could stand on the sidelines, I would do that. But I'm not sitting in the bleachers. Stand in the sidelines, access to the locker room, things like that. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to that. You know, I think I'm a guy that likes to stand on the sidelines for games anyway. Instead of rather sitting up in the press box, if I can ever get a sideline pass, I'm going to go down on the field. I just get a better view. For me. The only snow game I've been to that's a pro football game, mm-hmm. I've been to plenty over the years, uh, and one of the coldest games I've ever been to was Columbus Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It's the middle of October. The Patriots were playing uh, the Titans. They won 59 to nothing, and it was snowing in mid-October. And the reason why I was so cold, honestly, was because I had boots on, but I had like just regular athletic socks and water got in, and it was miserable. But... Uh, it is fun to go to those games. Right. Uh, I don't know. You know, I was a kid for all of those games, so I don't know how much, you know, I'd be up for it now. But, uh, <laughs> like, it is fun to to be in there and just bundle the heck out of yourself. Right. And you're – because you're all it's, – it's one of those experiences you're all kind of going through it together. You know, you're having an experience together anyway because you're rooting for the same team and you're going through the same emotions, but you're also kind of battling against this. You're defiant the against the weather. Yes. I'm not going to go out there with no shirt on, but... No. It can be fun. No. I think I the coldest the... professional game I went to uh, was Thanksgiving. Cowboys, Packers, um, back in Texas Stadium on Thanksgiving Day. I took my son, Blaze. Uh, we decided, hey, we're just, we're just going to do the Thanksgiving Day game. And so... We drove over there, and it started snowing during the game. And remember back then, the roof was open. Yep, yep. This was after the Cowboys-Dolphins debacle where Leon let. This was years after. When you started saying it, that's what I was thinking. This was years after that. Uh, I guess this was, I don't remember what year it was. I really don't. Um, But we had a good time. We did have a good time. Uh, it was so you were exposed to the elements a little bit. Yes, the roof was open. The, the, well, the, the, you couldn't close Texas Stadium right, right. at the time, <laughs> so, so you yeah, were it, in it. You you were in it, and so it was co- it was cold to begin with. 
And then about halftime, it started snowing. And so it didn't, it wasn't a heavy snow, but it was cold enough for snow. So it was, it was a fun experience. It really was. Which we've learned on this show in the past few weeks, 32 degrees, cold enough for snow. <laughs> Sometimes even a few ticks above, by the way, as long as it's cold enough in the clouds. But that's right. That's a different discussion. Anyway. Top 25 in men's basketball out today. How about UConn jumping up three spots? Now, look, there was a lot of upsets last week, right? Yeah. Purdue goes down. Kansas goes down. Houston goes down. I mean, it just kept kept happening. It kept happening and kept happening. But Purdue only drops one spot to number two. Kansas at number three. North Carolina four. Houston five. They stay in the top even though they lost two games. Both the teams that were unranked last week ranked this week. And still stay in the top five. Stay in the top five. Tennessee at number six. Duke at seven, Kentucky eight, Baylor climbs into the top ten at number five, I mean number nine, excuse me, and Memphis at number ten. We asked this question last week, Cam. Mm -hmm. Is this conference going to continue to chew itself up to where is that a good thing or is that a detrimental thing heading into the NCAA tournament for seeding? I think in terms of seeding, it is not going to favor the Big 12 very well. I think you're going to see a lot of teams in that 4, 5, 6, which for them shouldn't matter that much because those 5 or 6 seeds should probably be 3 or 4 seeds or mm-hmm. 2 or 3 seeds. You know, So I don't think it'll help them in that. I think you will have one or two teams at the top, one seed, two seed, that kind of thing. Um, but... Mostly it's going to be, you know, those teams kind of in the middle there. They're going to have eight or nine bids at least is what I want to say. They've got eight teams in the top 25 right now. And 11 of the 14 have at least 13 wins on the season overall. Like this is, this is scary good. And and we just went off there. What's that? Three in the top 10. So um, this is a fantastic conference. If you mm-hmm. can believe that word. This is, I don't know if you've heard. This is a good basketball conference. By the way, Gonzaga out of the top 25. First time since 2016. Wow. And I was surprised to see UConn is number one for the first time since 09. And I didn't it's realize it's been that long since they've been in, in that position, right? Three national championships since then. I mean, so, so often the default is, oh, this team won the national championship last year. Let's put them number one preseason. Where they should be. Right. In they, my opinion, you're the champion until somebody knocks you off. And they have not done it. They've won three national championships since the last time they were number one. That's that's crazy. But good to see Baylor move up. I mean, um, you know, a lot of us are paying attention mostly to Ken Palm and the AP, but, you know, AP does get plenty of credit when it comes to seeding in the NCAA tournament. So uh, Kansas loses to an unranked team, only goes down one. <laughs> Uh, Houston loses to two unranked teams at the time. They only go down to five. Baylor beats two, two teams. One of them ranked. One of them looked like they were going to be ranked, did not, and moves up into the top ten. Th- those are still clearly the top three in your conference um, because one of the teams that drops out also from your conference, those Texas Longhorns, what the heck happened to them on Saturday? I don't know, but that was not a good look. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it our predictions, which I can't go back on. I, w- I would still pick this today, knowing the same knowledge. 
our predictions of Texas beating West Virginia are almost just as bad, maybe just as bad to a lower scale than the Cowboys predictions. Like no one, no one expected the Cowboys to lose that game. And it's not even this great respect for Texas. It was just that West Virginia. I, is I didn't that think bad. West Virginia was going to win a conference game. I didn't I really either. Didn't think so. I, I had even even at home. I don't. I didn't think that they would be anybody. Not, that is a bad not UCF. Ball, not anybody. I don't think there's anybody in this conference that West Virginia should have beat leading into that Texas game because they looked that bad against everybody they played, even on their home floor, and somehow. Terrible. Somehow, they beat the number 25 team in the country. And they drop out, Texas does. They are receiving votes this week, of course. They just were at, but less votes than Boise State and Grand Canyon are, <laughs> and Seton Hall are. Uh, so that is, we laughed off Drake Toll's prediction that Texas might be one of those top 25 teams preseason that might not make the tournament at all. And, Look, there's still plenty of basketball left, and they'll beat some good teams. But it's starting to trend in that direction. I mean, well, they get beat by Tech. They get beat by West Virginia. Now, look, I know Tech climbed into the top 25 this week at number 25, but still, that was on your home floor. Yeah, to an unranked Tech team, double digits, and got blown out. And like we we say that, and I bring this point up with Baylor a lot. Of when people say, oh, your expectations are too high, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, Texas was ranked for a reason. And they were picked ahead of Baylor in this conference for a reason. So, yeah, Texas is a good team, and now they're in the top 25. But if you're Texas, you need to be beating those teams, especially when you're at home. You know, West Virginia, there's just no excuse at all. But I know Tech's good. And, and we said the same thing about Houston with Iowa State. I think Iowa State's good. And now they're in the ranking. But you were the number two team in the nation. You need to be beating these teams. So it, it is a it is it is a dog eat dog conference, and everyone is wearing milk bone underwear. Man, <laughs> this is it is just going to be now. What eight teams? Not seven teams or eight teams in the top twenty five? I think mm-hmm. it's eight. Eight. That is something. And we didn't even talk about the job TCU has done. It seems forever ago. We had Stephen Simcox on here. What? Not yet two weeks ago. <laughs> Saying, oh, Steven, this first three, this is going to be an absolute gauntlet. And I, I don't know. They should have beat Kansas at Fog Allen. And then all they did was beat two top 10 teams after that. Th- this conference is scary. In fact, I think TCU is the dark horse in this conference. Maybe not to win it, but to sneak into that top four of this conference and I could cause see some it. serious mayhem. I could absolutely see that. Them and Iowa State are going to be. You know, they're not going to be top five, maybe not top ten even, mm-hmm. but they are going to cause teams fits in this league. They are going to they're going to ruin a lot of other teams' rankings in this conference. And tech too, by the way. I mean, tech's tech's playing really good basketball with Grant McCaslin. They might be a little ahead of schedule. Yeah, I, I think it's just gonna be, hey, who can who can last and stay on their feet to the finish line? It'll be interesting. Coming up next, we'll uh, talk to Matt Mosley. He was at ATT Stadium for that disappointing loss for the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. We'll get his thoughts on the air of the stadium and how it all fell apart for the Cowboys. That's coming up next here on the Press Box on ESPN. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. 
I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive through on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. First Central Credit Union free reward checking earns 5% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money too. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower, and it's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Everything we do, we do for you. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Cowboy fans. <laughs> Little Johnny Cash here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now, as promised, you here in three to six, and he'll be with us this afternoon. It is Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Matt, you are at AT&T Stadium for that debacle that happened to the Cowboys yet uh, yesterday afternoon. And one of the things that Cam and I were talking about it just looked like from afar, we weren't there, you were, but it looked like that that entire sidelines for the Dallas Cowboys was uninspired, to say the least, yesterday. Well, hey, 
Hey, guys. Good to be with you. And glad everybody's uh, surviving the Arctic blast. Uh, <laughs> I uh, made it home last night safely, but I mean, it, it was a, uh, it, it was sort of everybody after that game and all the interviews that I, I was in there for Mike McCarthy and Dak, and everybody was still kind of stunned. And I don't really, you know, it's interesting. Because honestly, you probably had a. I'm up in the press box, so you had a better view of the sideline on TV than I did. But I would just say that, um, um, you know, that that was about a team coming in and just completely and utterly just outclassing another team. Final score certainly not indicative of just a thorough and and you know I as I tweeted last night. I feel like I've been in several of those DAC press conferences. You know, it's just kind of like where he's up there, a little bit of a deer in headlights look. You know, hey, I don't know what to tell you. I sucked. I mean, like, you can only do that so many times, but it is the Cowboys. And, you know, it, 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 it looks to me like Romo and Dak are going to end up with a combined, you know, 20 years of what three playoff wins or something i mean it's just awful i i just saw some stat that was like brady brady tom brady had more playoff wins at tampa in his two or three seat was it three seasons in tampa five playoff wins than the cowboys have had in the entire time brady was playing which was four playoff wins so, I mean, it just tells you we, you know, and I again, what I'm trying to condition myself to to not do. Aaron's kind of good at this. Aaron kind of gave up on the Cowboys, and so there's there's there seems to be zero emotion invested anymore. I I don't root for them necessarily, but it it helps us. It helps uh, you know the things we do if they do if they go farther in the playoffs. And but what I've got to condition myself to do is to just not ever like believe in this team, you know, not ever let yourself go. Oh, they might be able to because it looked like a great route to a possible NFC title game where they haven't been in 27 years. And and they just came out and embarrassed themselves. So, yeah, call it effort, call it energy, whatever. I think they got out schemed. I don't know where Dan Quinn's head was coming into this game. Now he has like six interviews. And, you know, there was a time when you thought the Cowboys might try to find a way to keep Dan Quinn as head coach. I don't know how you watch that mess and think, well, yeah, let's hold on to Dan Quinn. So, I, I as of now, I mean, I you know, I, I think they would be kind of okay moving on from the head coach and the defensive coordinator. And Matt, you kind of led me into my question there, but you know, emotional. You've you've only slept on it one night, but where do you feel if it happened today, the Cowboys would go in terms of both head coach and the quarterback position? Well, I always think with Dak, the plan is going to be to rally around him. I, I don't think they love the alternative. I mean, you know, we still don't know what what maybe they have 
in Trey Lance. So that win or lose always seems to have them over the barrel when it comes to negotiating. So I, I, I really would be shocked if they did anything with Dak other than end up giving him some kind of huge long-term, you know, extension. I mean, there's, it's crazy after watching that to say that, but that's what they, I mean, he had the ultimate leverage over them, even when he had that horrible injury. I mean, they, they always are getting beat up at the bargaining table by Dak. Now with Mike, it's really going to come down to, Jerry loves the fit, but Jerry also knows it's hard to sell to his fan base like these these collapses and these embarrassments in the playoffs. So it's going to come down to does he have like the right replacement in mind? And while you know I know Cam, you can bring a lot of thought to the you know the process about Belichick. And I think it's fun to think about, but Jerry's already kind of gone this route. Belichick's mentor was Bill Parcells, and that's the guy I covered every day from 2003 till he left in two, at the end of the 2006 season in Dallas. He was brought in to help sell that stadium, and let me tell you, Jerry was miserable every day he was there. He Jerry could not be Jerry with Bill there. Now I know fans would love that. Like, Hey, let's get a situation where Jerry doesn't get to be Jerry, <laughs> Yeah, but that, that really seems like a long shot. Like that, that, I mean, I think it's intriguing and I think it's extremely rare. Like a more fun situation for Jerry would be Pete Carroll. If you were going to go the way of the seventies coach, uh, 70 year old coaches, you don't go with the miserable guys, which would be Saban or Belichick. You go with the fun 70-year-old, and that would be Pete. Now, these other ones are fascinating. You know, Vrabel's out there. Um, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some sort of some interesting directions you could go. But the next couple of days will be spent. Jerry will try to see if there's a scenario where – he could basically make McCarthy coach for his job, which by, I, I think he's got like maybe one year left on his deal. Jerry kind of likes that. He did it to Wade one time. He kind of did it to Garrett. I feel like at one point he kind of likes that thought of a coach having to, to, you know, be in the final year of his contract. And of course coaches hate that and all that, but I don't think McCarthy's in position to drive a hard bargain right now. So the, the, if McCarthy's back, it's simply because Jerry doesn't have a better alternative and he's comfortable. Because I, the, the Belichick thing is fun to think about, but it doesn't really jive with what Jerry enjoys in a head coach. And that's, that's a guy that'll let Jerry be Jerry. And Mike is more than happy to let that happen. Matt, you talked about Trey being the backup to Dak and an opportunity. I, I know it probably isn't going to happen, but 
I mean, would would it be a situation where you say, look, we're going to give this young guy a chance who was a top three pick in the NFL draft. We got a fourth round guy playing fourth round quarterback traits for the Dallas Cowboys. Even if you go one in 15, you set yourself up for, hey, let's go get another Troy Aikman. Let's go get a top pick and rebuild this thing. Or is this thing too close of a roster to break it down to the studs like that right now? Yeah, I just think, especially with Diggs coming back next season, and, you know, Bland obviously had some great moments this year with all the pick sixes and all that. Jordan Lewis kind of came around late. I mean, I know it's hard to say those things when you have this memory of somebody named Romeo Dobbs just racing across the field. I mean, Ward, I thought that was like Robert Brooks and – Aaron, I thought like Antonio Freeman had shown up. I started. <laughs> I thought maybe uh, uh, Sharp, whichever Sterling Sharp was out there. I mean, like eighty-seven was just and and Lance. I mean, um, you know, Love. He that was what was kind of haunting about it. Like even his release looked like Rogers. Like he just kind of he was just flicking that thing, you know and. I had read something, or I heard something driving to the game yesterday. It was like, this guy's like 31st best quarterback in the NFL when he has to throw outside the pocket. <laughs> he looked great wow. outside the pocket. He was ripping it down the middle of the field. The Cowboys were just awful. So, I mean, I, I'm with you, Ward. I mean, like, I don't I, – I understand that – there, there would be a huge outcry to try to change this thing up. But, like, you've got too much invested. Like, you've got to try to si- re-sign or extend CD. And you've got to do the same thing with Micah. So there's no there's no stripping this thing down to the studs and going 1-15. Like, it's not – that path is not there. And I don't think Jerry – even feels like he could deal with something like that or go through something like that, you know, at age 81 or whatever he is. So, I mean, Dak is honestly in the perfect position because it's like he doesn't really have to accomplish anything huge other than put up great regular season numbers. And he will be the quarterback here until he's 34, 35 years old and make enormous money because he's a really good quarterback, but he can't get it done. You know, like I'm trying to think of somebody who went forever and then finally broke through, you know, like Elway didn't, but see, Elway was going to AFC title games and stuff like that. Dak, Dak barely even has sniffed an an NFC title game. Matt, I can give you one if you want. I hate to interrupt. What's that? I said I could just give you one recent one if you want. I hate to interrupt, but I I think Matt Stafford would fall a little bit into that category. Yeah, I was just thinking of Stafford. Different situations for years. I mean, Dallas has been close and Detroit really wasn't, but. Correct. Yeah. He was just getting killed in Detroit and beat to a pulp and put up good numbers and was a solid guy and a solid franchise quarterback who probably went to the playoffs once, maybe, during that entire yeah, time. Yeah, they lost know, like, the Cowboys. The yeah. Cowboys go, Cowboys go, you know, seemingly every year. And, you know, occasionally they'll have a, an off year or whatever, but they've won the division two out of the last three years. Three straight seasons of 12 wins. And, and they became the only – the only team ever, 
um, to to have three straight twelve win seasons and not in any of those to to have reached the NFC title game. So you're always able to reach in there and find a real dubious stat when it comes to the Cowboys. But it, but yeah, I mean, I the only thing fans can maybe actually hope for is a change at coach. That could happen. You're not getting a change at quarterback. I mean, I even Warder was trying to tell me, Ed Warder from ESPN was trying to tell me late last night, yeah, maybe, maybe. And I, that's just not how they function. They, they, Jerry always thinks he can, he just, it would kill him to move on with Dak without ever having the breakthrough. Dak, Dak's two and five in the playoffs. And I mean, I think that's in some ways better than Romo. What was, I mean, now that I'm thinking back, Romo may have, he may have won two. I think Romo he did win two. like yeah. two and five, about the same, two and four, two and five. I mean, they don't, they don't go enough deep in the playoffs enough to like have long records. I mean, like Aaron and I had this discussion last year or whenever the last time Rogers, maybe two years ago when he went to FC title games, like everybody thinks of Rogers, like, Oh my gosh, he's just not a good postseason quarterback. It's like, well, Okay, how many NFC title games has he been to? Like, if a Cowboys quarterback ever made it to an NFC title game, I mean, if people go crazy. Like, Ward remembers, I mean, Aaron remembers too, uh, Cam. Like, Danny White would go to, like, the NFC title game every year. I think he went to three straight. And we think of him as, like, some huge failure. Like, his playoff record, I think, was five and five. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I would take that over Romo or I'm not saying he's a better quarterback than Romo or Dak, but in, 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 but in terms of like accomplishment, he accomplished way more than those guys. Like in ter- you know what I'm talking about, I'm playoff accomplishment, which isn't that everything. Isn't that what it comes right. down yeah. to? No, oh, ab- absolutely. Every single time. It's not the 12 win seasons back to back to back for Mike McCarthy. That's cute. Okay, that's great. Nice. Yeah. But does it really matter in the long scheme of things? No, it doesn't. And I I just again I I think you lay this one at the feet of the coaching staff offensively, defensively, all the way across the board, uninspired and just got your rear end kicked 100% yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I think you're right, and I think Dan Quinn, you know, good He's luck. He's checked out. God love him. I, But I, at the same time, you know, it's funny we say that, and yet we've literally spent the better part of the last three years talking about his greatness and the sacks and the takeaways and everything. So I get the anger, and I understand people are like good riddance, but like <laughs> he when he – uh, Marinelli and Richard and and uh, whichever Ryan brother that was Rob before that, like he's a million times better than those folks. So you know it's kind of one of those be careful what you wish for. But I think people are just desperate for change now. It's like this isn't working, and but there's not going to get a change at quarterback. Um, I I just don't think there's any chance of that, and. Um, and it's just uh, it's unfortunate because the guy, I mean, it's how bad is that for Jordan Love 
in his first playoff game. Like his first ever to start a playoff game just like ran circles around around the Cowboys and, and Dak. I mean, it was like, wasn't even close. You can't say like, oh, both those guys had pretty good games. No, like it wasn't even close. And Matt, looking specifically at the football stuff yesterday, uh, what what was the the failure that stuck out to you the most? You know, I'm watching the game and I'm thinking, boy, they keep getting burned on on zone defense, and that's not something they've really played this year. And they're they're not getting to the quarterback, they're not getting the ball to CD. What was the thing that really struck you the most in terms of this was an abject failure from the Cowboys this part of the game, and and that's what's most disappointing. Well, I mean, to get just out scheme beyond belief, yeah. and for Dan Quinn, who, by the way, all these guys used to be on his staff, LaFleur, McDaniel, I mean, he, uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, and I think he's now like 0-6 against those guys. So, I mean, you know, when you kind of think that the best part of your team might be your pass rush and Bland and some of these guys, Jordan Lewis has been playing better, and you just get – completely out-schemed and embarrassed. So I put that equal with, I mean, I think it's impossible the way we cover this league to put that like over the quarterback because we make it always about the quarterback. But the defense was embarrassing. And then equally as embarrassing was just your quarterback not giving you a chance. I mean, you're coming down the field to try to make it 20-7 to and maybe get back in it, and he throws a pick six. I mean, he spotted them 14 points. I mean, it just it it's um, I mean, it really is like I I don't know the the only thing that could maybe give fans hope is is just a new coach. They're they're just looking for a new body. And I again I and we may hear it and go, yeah, really. But I promise you, whoever it is, I think the subtraction of McCarthy will at least be somewhat, you know, will make this feel better. I mean, I do think that now if they roll it back, I mean, like guys, I told somebody, you know, last night, I mean, like we're, we just watched one of the worst seasons you could ever see in college football. And we saw, we saw an administration dig in and go, you know what? He deserves another chance. Like, so we've seen this play out, and don't think that Jerry can't come to that conclusion with – and by the way, he he would be bringing back a guy who wins 12 games every season. Mm-hmm. We were thinking a guy was gone who went 1-7 and seven at home and 3-9 and nine on the season, and they brought him back. So if you, can, if you can make that decision, I think you could probably make the decision to bring back a guy who's won 37 games in the past three years. Matt Mosley, you'll hear him this afternoon, 3-6, to six, right here on ESPN Central Texas, talking Cowboys with us here on the Press Box. Matt, what's coming up this afternoon? Oh, we got, we're going to go Cowboys the entire way. I do have a guest that's covered the Cowboys, Joe Hoyt, for the morning news and others, and, and uh, he'll be good on a few things, but mostly just us sharing our opinions on this team. And, um, uh, and also, I want to check in, see where the Bears landed in the AP rankings the men the women obviously had a bad week and we'll check in on that and and much like uh, cam 
And uh, Aaron, I'm very excited because the Bears got uh, some great news on the recruiting front in basketball and uh, got one of the best players in the country. So I do have a uh, note out to uh, Paul Biancardi, who is the one who broke that news for ESPN.com, and he, he comes on with me sometimes. So uh, we'll do a bunch of that. But but mainly it'll be doom and gloom and <laughs> that the Cowboys will never win another playoff game. That's That's mainly – that's mainly the topic. Matt Mosley with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. You'll hear him 3 to 6 this afternoon right here on ESPN. Matt, appreciate the time. Have a great afternoon. Have a great show, and we'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Be safe, everyone, on the roads, okay? And I've got all kinds of, like, stuff on my tires and all, so if you all need anything, holler at me. I've just been out hauling people out of ditches today, so <laughs> it's what I do. It's what I do. All right, I'll see you. All right, Matt Mosley with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. We'll take the break. We'll come back and put a bow on this one as the press box returns right after this. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road Tuesday at Kansas State to take on the Wildcats. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. World champion Texas Rangers. Need to add that in there. Yeah. yeah this is a if, if Ward is able to say Super Wild Card Weekend, they can be able to say World <laughs> Champion Texas Rangers. I did I finally j- jump in on that <laughs> last week. And boy, did it feel super, didn't it? Ugh. Not if you're a Cowboy fan. Uh, it took Just us to about. Sunday night. We got a good game. Eventually. Yeah. Huh. Last night was not bad. It's good. Just about a couple hours away from that continuing on CBS, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. And then tonight, Philly and Tampa Bay coming your way. Were you a little bit surprised? And I know we've gone in a lot on Cowboys and as we should it's the day to do it yeah yeah but were you a little bit surprised at the way Houston dismantled Cleveland over the weekend yes as a matter of fact I was I was saying that was going to be the best game of the weekend um I was real excited to see if this Cleveland Cinderella story could hold up maybe not even winning but making it a game and they did not they did not and it was ugly I mean what a job, by the way, by D'Amico Ryans down there in Houston. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud's far and away the rookie of the year. I mean, he's been fantastic. Has to be. Been fantastic, but but they this team was nothing the last couple of years. Like, they had nobody. They stunk. Nobody. Like, no hapless is, is the way to put it. I mean, just bad and with nowhere to go. And so it's not all on the quarterback. D'Amico has, has put together... Uh, a real good defense down there, um, as we saw on on Saturday. They they just, I think they had two pick sixes or two scores on defense. I mean, they just made a veteran, a guy who has been there before. Say what you want about Flacco's talent level, but has won a Super Bowl MVP. They put him in hell on Saturday, and C.J. Stroud did that to the Cleveland defense too. And and it, it's so. For Texans fans to look back on the trade, getting Deshaun Watson out of there, to then, what, two seasons later, being ahead of Cleveland and Cleveland ready to cut bait with Watson entirely, potentially, and they just bring them down to Houston, kick the crud out of them, and they're in a much better place. Well, much better. In a better place than Cleveland is. No, they're in a much better place. I I would say so because of the quarterback position. Yeah, Cleveland's got no a solid team, but is there any they, way that Deshaun Watson takes another staff in Cleveland? I don't. I don't think I so. I don't think so. Which would lead me to think: Is he going to take another snap in the NFL? I think yes. I think someone will take a chance on him, especially once he's out of that contract. But it's 
it's a weird situation where what I is, think if what has he done to show you that hey this guy can start at quarterback for anybody not not nothing in Cleveland nothing for me you showed me it in Houston I mean not that he was like this all pro guy he wasn't was great good. in Houston no, he good, was okay he was a good quarterback he was a usable um, quarterback right yeah and it looked like there was room to grow and since he's gone to Cleveland I, I don't know if it's if all the outside stuff has gotten to him or what but. Um, he he was not an effective quarterback even when he was on the field for them. No, and now they can't get him on the field, and it, it's it's a it's a mess there. It's an absolute mess in terms of the quarterback position, which is sad for Browns fans who have had to go through so much <laughs> the last three decades essentially. Again, I'll and say it: they have quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, it yeah, is. And it, I mean, how many quarterbacks have they had in the last? I don't know, ten years. 20 I mean you can go that far yeah I would think yeah the first one was Timmy Couch it's not gotten that much better since then no uh which is what makes the Joe Flacco thing so interesting that he resurrected his career there at quarterback but yeah I mean he's back at Home Depot in the summer right uh, probably probably and I think that might even be his own decision I I think there are teams out there that will want him as at least their backup quarterback Uh, if I'm him I'm I'm but done. I, right. If I'm Flacco, I'm like, you know what? You guys ran me out of the league. I showed you that I could do it again. I've made pretty good money in this league. I've got a Super Bowl ring. I'm good. You know, I, I don't need to be holding the clipboard for somebody or, or, or teaching Jaden Daniels how to play the position in the NFL. I don't need to be doing that. But, man, maybe the Cowboys take a flyer. Ooh. <laughs> the way your face changed Ooh. that. Now, I, <laughs> no, they should not take a flyer. <laughs> not even. No, no. I, I think you got a guy that you could take a flyer on on your roster right now. Yeah, yeah. But that's not going to happen because Dak's got one year left on his contract. I will say, if the Cowboys go in and push all their chips in and give Dak a big contract and raise in the off season, I'm done. You're out. I'm done. Totally out. I, there's no, there's nothing that shows me a sign that you need to do that. Let him no. play out the final year of his contract, then, then negotiate. Right. Don't do it right now. It, especially with his age too. Not that he's like old, old, but he's it's, north. He of can't 30. win a playoff game. Right. He's north of thirty. So I'm saying you can let this play out. It's not like a 27 year old quarterback where you're like, this is the seat. Like I have to get him locked down. You know, you can you can let this thing play out. Um, and hopefully that's just what they do. They let it play out, and he gets a contract somewhere else. If you let it play out, then you've got a $56 million cap hit next year. Oh. So. That's why they high. can't get rid that's of him. Really they, high. I, I mean, that's, <laughs> wow. one, that's one thing Matt was actually right about. They've painted themselves into a corner. His, his salary for next year is 35 but it's a, almost a $60 million cap hit, which – Ideally, they would just extend him and make that cap hit not as big and make it over multiple subsequent years. Mm-hmm. But that means you have to sign him to a long-term yeah. contract and make him the highest-paid player in the NFL. Oh. Something about a rock and a hard place? Oh, my gosh. That's, <laughs> because what that's do you, awful. What, what do you do? I, you have to have him. You have to have him. And... We are beyond the point of saying, well, it can get better with Dak. It's not going it to get can't. better. It can't. We've been doing this for eight years. It's not going to get and better. And he is a good quarterback most of the time. Like, I, 
but he's I, good, but he's not a championship but, but quarterback. Yes, you, you're, you're just not going to get there. You're not even going to get close to getting there. It seems. I mean, how how perfect a situation do you need to put around him? The only way you make I'm it more perfect, sure you can't. I guess the only way that would make it more perfect on paper, and this might not be, you know, totally apples to apples because the game might have passed him by, is if you bring in the best coach in in the history of this league and put him in there next to him. Yeah, but I. But even then, I don't. I don't. I know, know Cowboy fans are wishing that would happen, but it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, yeah. Bill Belichick is not going to work for Jerry Jones, and that's that is just like the ultimate Cowboys folly, isn't it? Of like, everything else sets up perfectly for a coach like that to come in, except but for your owner and GM. The -hmm. thing you cannot change, the thing you can't, you know, call for their firing. He's always going to be there. The Joneses are always going to be there. I'll say, Mm -hmm. but but Jerry, it was the same thing for the with the Yankees for years. Now they made it work pretty well, but. Everything else would be perfect. You know, they've got a good roster. They've got a heck of a defense. They they are ready to make that next step, at least you think. Be perfect for a coach like that. But not with Jerry. That's that's the that's the hurdle. I don't know if they can work together. It's ne- never going to happen. And I think that Parcells thing was an interesting one that Matt talked about of like, they are different guys, but for different reasons, they both can't work with Jerry. Parcells was too big for it. Pelichek doesn't want to deal with that crap. Coming up next, J-Mo. He'll have more on Baylor basketball for you and all things Baylor. Plus, Matt Mosley this afternoon. You heard him a few minutes ago. He's going to take you wall-to-wall with Cowboys coverage as the Cowboys out in the wild card round. That's going to do it for us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. For Cam and Aaron, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Patola.